Hey, yo, and here we go with another episode of We Talk Music on there and in your ear. Once again, I am Martin, and I have with me the King of the Casters, Mr. Brett Podcast. And Brett, we have a guest on for the hundredth time today, I think. <laughs> it's, you know, you may say a hundred, but it's not nearly enough times at all. Not um, nearly. One of our absolute favorite people on the face of the earth, one of our favorite singers, and just a wonderful guest to have on the show. He's about to release his latest album, Complicated, on May 6th. Jeff Scott Soto, welcome back. Thank you. Well, you're, you're actually complicating things by uh, discussing music. I thought we were going to talk about STDs on this. <laughs> <laughs> Socially transmitted diseases? Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Great. Uh, you know, it's it's always such a pleasure to talk to you because I know that uh, no matter where the conversation goes, it's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, we have to talk about the new album, Complicated, your eighth official studio album under your Jeff Scott Soto name. But I mean, you've done so many albums. Do you ever worry about, do you even think about trying to outdo previous albums or do you just try to make the best album possible? It's kind of a a little bit of both. I mean, you really you don't want to keep repeating yourself. You don't want to keep just kind of giving the uh, the the expected or the the mundane or just kind of saying, "Well, this is what they want. This will be easy to just knock it out." And it's it's less effort on my part. I absolutely try to up my game with every release, or or at least give a, give something a little different than the last ones or the last one. Uh, but for the most part, it's yeah, it's it's all about growing and uh, and trying to give people something a little more than they're expecting, but also giving them what they expected because it's it's a lose lose situation every time an artist says, "I want to try something new." It really doesn't go that well. And it, it, yeah, in in the the course of history, it has done well for some artists, but mostly the artists that are relevant and and the kind of the flavor of the day of the month of the year. Those are the ones who can get away with it. I've been around almost four decades now, and there's not really too much people want me to tap into anymore. So yeah, I, I try to give the the familiar, I try to give the uh, the expected, but I also try to add a little extra as well. The big country album is on its way anytime soon. Oh yeah, I've got like four of those in the in the can, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, complicated is a is a fantastic album. I mean, it, again, it carries on uh, from your last album, and and I think you know, for me, it may have my favorite Jeff Scott Soto song in disbelieving on it. So, oh, look at that! Thank you. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's uh, it, Alessandro and I had this conversation, and not necessarily on Wide Awake. I, I let him just kind of. Uh, roll with it you know he he had an idea of what he wanted to do in terms of taking the best of what he loves about my career and kind of churning out an album based off that ideal but this time around i think we really tapped more into the talisman end of things because talisman is the only thing that i'm not doing any new music with we're not we're not really extending the uh the the legacy of talisman by doing new new music and, and moving forward so that being said I feel like it's happened to that kind of sound and that vibe more than anything else I'm doing right now, because that's kind of the only thing that's really missing from my, my, my body of work at the moment. You know, the closest to that is the band wet that we're, we're kind of tapping into the talisman thing, but they fall in that category just because the Swedish lineage alone, it's not necessarily that they're trying to sound like talisman. They can't help it. It's just part of the, the way Swedes write, it, it just naturally goes that direction. So, and of course they are very much uh, influenced by that stuff, but 
for complicated and, and the solo stuff I'm doing with Alessandro, he really feels like the talisman end of things is, is what's kind of missing in what I'm doing uh, musically. And, and it's not, it's not going to base, it's not going to leave a sour taste in people's not, in mouths. You know, it's not like when I did beautiful mess or something that was just a little more adventurous. If I do something along the terms of like a talisman sound and vibe, people are absolutely going to gobble it up because they, they kind of miss that side of me. And, you know, so then when you're working with Alessandro, I mean, what kind of relationship do you have? I mean, I know you've worked with him a lot, so you and you have a good relationship, but like, do you let him kind of like tell you, dictate to you a little bit more? It's a very trusting one. It, it kind of where you're alluding to here. It's a trusting relationship in that I don't tell him per se what kind of songs to write, what kind of direction to write. I, I, I entrust in him and, and just say, write and, and just give me what's coming out of you naturally in terms of what you feel and what you're hearing. And it's pretty much, I'd say, 99.9% of what you hear in the end result is everything he sent me in terms of the uh, the demos and the, the structure of the songs before I, I started doing my melodies and my lyrics. Um, very, very rarely do I have to say, man, can you cut that section in half or maybe lengthening that one, you know, double that one up. It's very rare that I have to tell him what to do in terms of the music. And so he handles all of the music. He handles the musicality. He handles the, the tempos, the beats, the sounds and all that stuff. I step in and I say, love that. And I finish it. It's that simple. <laughs> so, that, I mean, this is three albums in uh, the last three years. You've, uh, you're, you, I think you're trying to work as hard as Alessandro does. Uh, honestly, I'm not. Uh, part of it is, uh, yeah, I, I definitely went into a little more work overdrive during the whole COVID lockdown, quarantine, and et cetera. And that was certainly, you know, the, having added the the duets thing, that was an added thing I normally wouldn't have done or wouldn't have even had time to do. But with everything else uh, I, I did during that time, it surely was a very, very creative time. And for the most part, I, I said it during the interviews uh, on the uh, the duets thing, it was more therapeutic for me. I needed to stay busy. I needed to create. I needed to to find outlets to 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 kind of get through everything more therapeutically, more so than financially or or even commitment wise. I just needed I needed my music and I needed the music I was being a part of as an outlet just just to kind of get by from from even mental health issues. So uh, it for me it was being creative is never a bad thing when it's, it's, it can actually mask other things that might be coming into play. If you're going into a depression or a funk based on uh, what's going on in the world. I mean, there's so many reasons to go into a depression and funk besides COVID. And this is what music does for me. It's, it's, it's my escape and it's my therapy as well as my job and my expectation and, you know, contractual agreements, et cetera. Yeah. No, I mean, Fabrizio plays his ass off on this album too. Like oh, he's guitar an, he's solos an are crushing. He is an animal. He's he's single-handedly become one of my favorite guitar players I've ever worked with. And and again, it's I attested to the same thing in the same trust I have in Alessandro is I just let this guy fly. I let him do what comes out of him naturally because if I'm if I'm gonna dictate anything to him, I'm gonna ruin what he's actually gonna be able to bring to the table. Now, where would you kind of put him? Like, I mean, when you think about the other guitarists that you've played with, I mean, such as Ingve and, you know, I mean, such great talent. I mean, how does how does Fabrizio stack up in your mind? 
Oh, he absolutely fits right in there. It's it. He's more so playing the guitar. Like he he's he's adding all the elements of my favorite guitar players into every single solo he does. It, it's it's almost I can listen to one of his solos and I can pick out. Yep, that's one of my favorite guitar players. Kind of in that vibe in that vein, and then he'll do something else. Yep, that's another one of my favorite guitar players. It's almost like he encapsulates all of my favorites into everything he's doing for for me in terms of my music and my songs. And that's one of the, again, one of the reasons why I absolutely, I, I told Alessandro, we absolutely must use Fabrizio on this album again. And even if I have to pay him more, he might have gone, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was cool doing your last album, but I kind of did it as a, f- a favor. We're going to have to up the game. Whatever it takes, this guy has to be on this record. <laughs> so the, then, uh, was the, oh, go ahead, Brett. Oh, no, go ahead, Mark. No, I'm just wondering. I'm curious. Was it recorded in? Like a home studio? Is that where you recorded this? Um, it, all my stuff was recorded in my home studio. Alessandro's got a, a pretty badass studio in Italy. And I think, I'm pretty sure that uh, Fabrizio went into and to, to work with Alessandro. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think, I, I, you know what, I got to find out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he went in to record with him in person, if I'm not mistaken. And Alessandro plays every every instrument and he plays them well. Uh, so the initial demos is all Alessandro on them, but he actually had Fabrizio redo the guitars because he wants a guitar player sensibility. Alessandro is a multi-instrumentalist, but when it comes down to the actual selling of the songs and the parts, he wants to make sure that the person that's actually performing that is is putting their efforts across as opposed to somebody who can play everything and just make it, a, you know, kind of making do with it. But isn't it insane that Alessandro can play everything, sing, and plus he's uh, healthy enough to run marathons? I mean, yeah, you know what? Screw this guy. What, what, what's he trying to, <laughs> trying to steal everybody's glory and thunder? You know what? It's time for him to go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it truly is. I've known Ale for uh, since 2005. I, I think it was in 2005 I met him when Marcel Jacob was uh, producing the Edge of Forever debut album and i was on tour in in europe and i happen to have i happen to be passing their neck of the woods where they were recording the album uh, on a day off or maybe even a couple days off so marcel asked if i would stop in the studio of course on my day off and loan them some uh, some backing vocals for the album so that's the first <laughs> time i met alessandro and and i can see how he really really picked up a lot of marcel's work ethic number one but Marcel's kind of way of writing and, and working overall. And that I see a lot of that in Alessandro. And it's one of the reasons why he's so successful and he's so good at what he's doing because Marcel was a master at that craft, just the same. Has he ever gotten you to try pizza cake? Oh, what? <laughs> well, last time we talked to him. He Is that a real thing? Yes, he was telling us that he likes pizza cake uh, when he's not training. And so he'll stack multiple pieces of pizza together and just eat it like that. Oh, God bless him. I got to try this. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, that was our reaction, too. <laughs> that's good. That's going to be my, my first my first goal. When the, the first day I say, you know what, guys, I'm retired. I'm not hitting the road anymore. You're not going to see any photos of me anymore. <laughs> and I can hide behind the fact that you don't have to see me anymore. I'm going pizza cake time. <laughs> and he even told us it doesn't even matter how good the pizza is when you're doing a pizza cake. It just oh, all boy. comes together beautifully. You know what? I'm surprised that I'm learning this from you and not from him. So I'm going to have to, that's a conversation I'm going to bring up with him soon. 
Well, that is awesome. <laughs> but uh, and and I got to ask, um, you know, a vomiting heckler. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, well, it, it, that's how I don't think the guy was so much a heckler, but he <laughs> he absolutely was a showstopper. <laughs> and it was it was actually kind of scary in the beginning because we were maybe at best we were about three or four songs in. And a woman's basically saying, stop the music. We need somebody to call 911. And we saw what it looked like somebody literally having a heart attack. We thought it was a a severe uh, medical condition or health condition that was going on right before our eyes. And I'm thinking, well, I guess this show's over. You know, how do we spring back if somebody's hospitalized or or carried out in a stretcher at one of our shows? And then we go to find out after he kind of comes to that it was actually he drank a little too much. So thankfully it wasn't, it wasn't any more than that, but yeah, it, it certainly was a showstopper and it was, it was something we were like, all righty, uh, that's going to be an interesting finish. You know, the majority of our show is comedy. Now we have to go from somebody in an extreme situation and try to make them all laugh again. Yeah, that is, uh, that's crazy. How, how did you do that? Then? How did you kind of, well, I, I really don't know. I, all I remember is seeing the guy kind of slumped over and basically puke all over himself. And then uh, there was a doctor in the house that was helping and treating him. And I think that was the biggest punchline of the night is once everything was, the guy was taken away by ambulance and and we kind of got back into the, the swing of the show. <laughs> Jason stops in the middle of the song and he asks the doctor what his practice is. And the guy says, it's a proctologist. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's reaction was, hang on a second. So this guy's dying right in front of our eyes. And you just basically came in and just jammed your finger up his ass. <laughs> That's how it came to and the way it was worded and the way it was, you had to be there. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure I could be like three quarters of the way dead. And somebody stuck their finger up my ass. I'd be going again. Exactly. And, and that's the funny thing was, Oh, I, when he did kind of come to, he said, guys, please continue. I'm like, uh, yeah, easy for you to say. <laughs> We don't even know what your condition is, and you're telling us to just continue. It's it's a little difficult, dude. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. But uh, you know, and and I mean, you guys have have uh, more dates coming up, and hopefully, yeah. you're feeling better for those dates. But uh, you know, do you plan on kind of like keeping this going, like for the rest of the year, for the rest of your lives? Oh, we're we're trying to we're we're planning to make the, this is our retirement plan, uh, and retirement in terms of touring and doing the the whole jumping up on stage and trying to, you know, trying to entertain the masses like the the monkey that I'm normally used to being on a stage. This is my, okay, now I can just sit down and sing. And, and this is, it's, it's kind of like my, uh, my uh, recliner tour. <laughs> this is what I'm going to, we're, we're absolutely aiming towards that because everything about this is so much fun. It's, it's, I don't even want to say it's easy, but it's easy in terms of you don't have the, uh, the regular uh, rituals of being on the road and, getting the proper rest and diet and all that stuff. You literally just sitting on a chair and making people laugh. And in between every, every, when a joke doesn't go that well, then you can play a song. That's basically what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, that's the right attitude though, where it's just like, and, and I mean, I know Mont and I have seen some amazing, like fun shows where they throw music in. I mean, even when we saw uh, Lyle Lovett and, and, um, John Hyatt. John Hyatt. Yeah, that I mean, okay. that was such a great, you know, I, I love that uh, concept of just telling stories and throwing music in to spruce it up. And where we're actually, it's intentional that 
we're trying to make this more comedy show, but not a comedy show like slapstick, like one-liners, Rodney Dangerfield, hey, my wife, uh, t- take my wife. It's not like that. It's it's more just the, the context of humor, the context of, as you said, storytelling and, and sharing stories in a witty context. And the, the music actually does become secondary because we can do a two-hour show and a two-hour acoustic show for the, the better part of anybody's imagination is going to be a, a snore fest. But we can do a two-hour show and it literally feels like 20 minutes because it's flowing so well the, and the, the, the laughs are flowing. The, it's so organic in that sense. But the, the songs do break it up and they kind of give you that serious side. But we never play more than maybe a minute and a half or two minutes of each song. So I think that's also what keeps it fresh. <laughs> it, before it can get boring, we're on to the next thing. And, that, and that's it, it, it truly is. It's like a, I want to call it the meat locker effect. If you freeze it, it stays fresh forever. <laughs> that really speaks to the chemistry you all have on stage, though. I mean, it's really remarkable. I mean, you hear about so many people that uh, they're on stage, and they don't get along. You know, yeah. it's obvious that you just have that family feel. And, and that's Jason and I've always had that between us. Uh, we, we've not always shared the same musical uh kind of circumstances we he certainly is a little broader in terms of the stuff he listens to or is influenced by especially when he writes but for some reason the the outcome of what he writes and how he writes is so exciting to me when i listened to it, it started even with saigon kick musically he's so far out of my normal wheelhouse but what he did and what he does works so well for me it's exciting to sing his music and it's so different from the kind of stuff that i do that i almost feel like we shouldn't even be doing my songs. We should be doing all your songs. But of course, there are a lot of people that come to see uh, both of us. So we, we try to mix it up as much as possible to give them a little of everything. That's right. You know, the Baron Von Bielski needs to be uh, needs to be heard, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and he's he's planning. He's making a new record right now. And he's he's planning to actually start doing shows with it soon, which is I think is is great, especially since since he's not going to be doing any more Saigon kick or there's no plans on on any new reconfigurations of that. I think the Baron, it's 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 the natural progression for him to do that kind of music and uh, and hopefully possibly play it live again. Yeah. Now, will you guys be going out on the cruise next year as well? So far, that's what I hear. Good. And, and not only that, I'm, I'm very close with the organizers of Monsters, uh, both the Monsters on the Mountain, Monsters of Rock Cruise that we're actually planning and discussing something really big next year that it's, it's, I, I can't even, I won't even hint because you'll get it right away, but it's going to be, it's, it's really exciting for me. And I think it's going to work out. And I really hope it's going to be, uh, I, I hope everybody's going to basically come on board because it, it does involve multiple people in, in terms of uh, what I have in mind and they're excited about it. I'm excited about it. Now it's just about, it, it's about implementing it. Well, I can tell you that I'm going to be there. We're going to be there, and we are going to come up to you, and we are going to uh, to find out what it is right then and there. <laughs> well, you'll you'll know about it sooner than that. You know, right now we're just working on all the parameters and the, uh, uh, the all the things that are necessary to make it happen. And there are a lot of moving parts here, so it's it's going to be amazing if I can pull this off. It's it, all I can say. It's an extension of what I did on the last one in terms of the the second show I did on the cruise was an all guests. Uh, version of the JSS show, this is going to dwarf that. 
Amazing. I got, I'm very excited all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't care who else they announce. It's just like, as long as, long as we can go and uh, talk to you some more and uh, and see you perform, then uh, then we're going to be in uh, hog heaven. So <laughs> Right on. <laughs> Do you now, really intermit with the fans on a, on a cruise like that much? I'm sorry? Do you really mix with, with the fans on a cruise like that much? How do you think I got COVID on the cruise? <laughs> of course. That's the point. No, and, and to be honest with you, I, I honestly, I, I just felt, I felt it was a little safer in terms of we all had to go through the extremities of the, the testing and the, you know, there were a lot of people that literally tested positive the night, the day of that they were getting on there and they, they had to miss out. So they had so many things they had to tackle. They had changes and fixes and, and replacements. And it, I, I absolutely did not want to be anywhere near those guys' shoes and what they had to deal with to make this thing happen. And it's, I'm sure it's going to be a smaller continu- continuation of that as they move into the future, because clearly this is going to be around for a while. We're just, it's not like COVID's going to be over. We're just, we have to learn to live with it. We, we have to learn to kind of get around it. So that's, that's what's going to be happening into the future. But now we know how to kind of navigate around it. And that's, uh, and yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's still, it's going to be great. But yeah, that I was amongst the people without real concern, and I should have been a little more caref- careful in terms of uh, the the second protocol, which would was was in Cozumel. The first one was a private island, so it was a little safer to feel that you you weren't picking anything up by getting off the boat. But I think by everybody, a lot of people getting off in Cozumel is where where uh, the boat kind of <laughs> got a little. It became a bit of a super spreader in those terms, but not so bad. I mean, there was only a few people that I know of that got it, including myself. And I got through it. Everybody got through it. There was nothing, no casualties, nothing serious out of it. No, that's good. Now, um, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, too, it just, you know, when are you, do you think you're going to have another album, another solo album coming up in the next couple of years? Well, it's it's turning into an annual thing at this point. Yeah, because, that's right. Uh, yeah, Soto is uh, is has been on hiatus. We're we're talking about resurrecting that. It's been a, quite a few years since the last one. Um, but yeah, as Soto was kind of resting, as Sons of Apollo wasn't recording anything new, the only two things I was really digging into were my were my solo thing and uh, and the Wet project. And even that, we released an album. Um, recently, and and at this point, even that album's kind of it's become aged. <laughs> so I'm always going to be kind of moving forward into the future, but it's also going to be based on how much I'm going to be working and and kind of back on the road. Because uh, as I said, I was doing way more studio stuff when we were locked down, and now that the world is opening up to go back out and play again, I do have a lot of commitments. I have a lot of things to kind of make up and uh, and follow through with, including Sons of Apollo. So yeah. It, it probably will be spaced out a little better, a little more now, but uh, I, I'll continue doing these solo records as long as people want to hear them. Well, I mean, we'll just consider you to be coming on the show at least uh, once or twice a year for the rest of there you our go. lives. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. more visits. Sure, that good with us. I'm sure there's going to be a new wet album uh, somewhere in the, in the, uh, the pipeline. And uh, I've got this new project with Dave Ellison that uh, we, we made an album together during the pandemic and I got a couple other things, and, and you know, this there's always going to be enough, enough reasons to get me up back on here for several times a year. <laughs> well, we know the duets collection was volume one. <laughs> That's so exactly. We are waiting very, very anxiously for the second volume. 
Well, you know what? I, I am too. And I did that on purpose. I didn't, I didn't sign a, like a multi uh, volume, I'm sorry, a multi duets deal with frontiers, but I called it volume one in terms of, Hey, if you guys want more, I, I got volumes two, three, up to 15, if you want them. So <laughs> I kind of, I, I kind of, it was my own planting the seed of let's call it volume one kind of as a, as a, as a little, um, little something to stick in the back of your mind. And if you really want them, then you're going to buy this and you're going to start demanding a volume two and, and I'll go from there. And then, and then just, uh, you know, of course we were all fans and what a tragedy when we just lost Gilbert Gottfried uh, yeah. the other day. And I know uh-huh. that you were a fan. So absolutely. It's just, uh, did you get a chance to see him live? Uh, I did not No, I mean, I, I've just been a fan of his for so many different walks of uh, his career but I never got to see him live. And my, my favorite time is when he was on Howard Stern because he could really oh, yeah. just let loose and any platform because Gilbert Godfrey never had a, he never had a filter, but on Howard is where he really let it loose. <laughs> when they were doing the news and, and he was on there, it was just, the news went from being about tragedies to be the funniest thing ever, every time. Oh my God. And again, he would take the worst situations and he would make fun of them. It's like almost un- awkward and uncomfortable but that's what the, the brilliance was, is that it didn't matter. He, he just found a way of making it funny. Yeah, we had a chance to see him live. We were fortunate enough. And uh, it was incredible because uh-huh. we were sitting with a, a couple, a <laughs> young couple, and we we're watching them. And you could see the guy laughing. And you could see the girl getting more and more perturbed as the show went on, wanting to leave. Uh-huh. The guy trying not to laugh in her face because, and it was just an unbelievable, it added this extra layer that was just right. so Gilbert to the show. That's awesome. Was that was that guy Will Smith and Jada Pinkett? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. There might have been a slap at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, but yeah. Did you ever kind of like take stuff from Gilbert in that regard, like that whole no filter, and add it to your show with Jason? You know what? I don't I don't have the cojones to do that. <laughs> and for the most part, I I can say the the most simple, sugar-coated, watered down shit, and it'll still end up on blabbermouth as Jeff Scott Soto says this person is the worst singer ever, or that this person is yeah. It it's hard enough to know what you're saying, even when you're you're making sure you're not saying the wrong thing, and it still ends up taking the wrong way. So t- to be to be going out there and doing what a comedian does or gets away with, no thanks. Yeah, I, I can well imagine. And he took a lot of hits for it, for sure. Oh, yeah. And especially in this in this world, in this this woke society, it's gotten it's getting a lot worse. We were just talking about that the other day, and Jason and I, it's like, can you imagine a show like All in the Family trying to get on the airways today? It, it is impossible. There's no way. There's no way. No. It's funny because the world needs a show like that. And exactly. And it get on. You yeah. need to be able to make fun of what we live through, what we actually see every day, it, it, all the tragedies and the, uh, the the things that are negative in our lives. You need to be able to find humor in it. Otherwise, there's no growing and moving forward from it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But there you go. That's society today. That's how it is. Well, hopefully we can uh, we can learn some lessons and come out of it, <laughs> you know, at least, <laughs> at least let ourselves uh, breathe and smile a little. But uh <laughs> Who knows? But Jeff, you know, I know we're running out of our time with you and uh, we want to give everybody or you the chance to tell everybody where they can keep up with you and where they can find the album. 
my social medias are more up to date than my my website. So it's just you find me on uh, find the blue badge on Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram for all the latest updates and everything that's happening in my life. That's the best place to find it because uh, when I'm doing it myself in real time, that's the you know you're going to get the most up to date information, especially when things change or get added. Uh, so anything that's Jeff Scott Soto on the on those three platforms with a blue badge, that's me and and thank you for following me. Thank you for, for listening to me and uh, for even being interested to talk to me. <laughs> well, well, you know us, we love to talk to you and, and I urge everybody to go out and uh, buy complicated, give it a listen because it's a great album and there's so many awesome songs on it and it is pure Jeff Scott Soto. And uh, that's, that's, that's all we ask for. It's just pure Jeff Scott Soto. I do appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys always for, uh, for giving me a platform to speak about my stuff. And uh, I do appreciate you. Well, thank you very much. And we will talk to you soon and we will see you next year. Yes, sir. All right, guys. All the best. Thanks. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye.